I'm Brett Chang. And I am Jay Rosenthal, and this is your Peak Daily for Thursday, January 25th, where we cover the biggest stories in Canadian and global business, finance, and tech, all in less than seven minutes. Okay, so Jay, earlier this week, Moody's Analytics had a field day exposing shady shell companies with some new research. Now, here are some of the most incredulous data found. First of all, 2,200 firms with directors over 123 years old, with one 942-year-old head honcho. There are 22,000 entities actually listed their registered addresses at the Egyptian pyramids. And there is a Chinese manufacturer with about $2.6 billion in revenue that has only one official employee. Now, I'm almost certain that last one is impossible, but on the off chance it is, that is what we call creating shareholder value. Do you believe it to be true, Jay? Do you think that you can make that much money with one employee? Uh, you might be able to these days. It's probably more likely than being 123 years old, if you had to guess. But having 123 year old and having directors that old, fake or real, makes me feel young, actually. Yeah, the network of shell companies, if you actually start digging into it, is so wild. And you know, you don't think about it a lot, obviously, but there's a whole underworld in, the, in finance where it's just yes. this type of stuff. Yeah, well, you and I both worked in cannabis, so we, we know some of these. Yeah, yeah, that's actually true. Cannabis was a, a chief offender of many of these problems. It used to be. It's all water under the bread. Brett, aside from the findings of Moody's Analytics, what do we have for Peak Calls today? For our first story, the Bank of Canada turns attention to rate cuts. For our second story, Quebec's EV battery plant hits a speed bump and our big picture. For our first story today, Brett, the Bank of Canada's path to its 2% inflation target seems to be getting a little bit clearer. How are they going to do it, Brett? So the Bank of Canada held the key interest rate at 5% again yesterday. According to Governor Tiff Macklin, the narrative is shifting from if the Bank of Canada will lower borrowing costs to when, with some economists predicting rate cuts by late spring. Now, TMAC, as we like to call him here, didn't entirely rule out more rate hikes, but said that the current rate is enough to restore pricing stability by further tamping down demand in the economy. But a key line in the last decision was noting that the Bank of Canada is prepared to raise the policy rate further if needed. And that line was notably missing from yesterday's announcement. Yeah, and it matters because while most analysts aren't expecting rate cuts until April or June, the Bank of Canada's change of tone signals confidence that interest rates are working to cool inflation, which had fallen from its 2022 peak to 3.4% in December and is expected to near 2% sometime in 2025. But the rising cost of shelter is still a problem, with mortgage interest rate costs remaining high and rents continuing to rise across the country. According to the Bank of Canada, the ongoing supply and demand imbalances mean that it's going to take some time for those prices to stabilize. The hold is particularly tough on Canadians holding mortgages with variable interest rates, who on average saw their monthly payments rise by almost 50% last year. The bottom line is that in a recent note, emo economist Benjamin Wrightsees that while rate hikes seem to have done their job, the Bank of Canada will likely keep its policy rate at 5% until it sees more evidence that consumers and businesses belt tightening is driving down prices. For our second story, here's a brain teaser for you, Brett. Why are multiple environmental and indigenous groups rallying against a project that aims to be a key part of Canada's net zero transition? Here's the answer. A Quebec court is ruling on whether or not to hear a lawsuit aiming to stop the construction of Northfold's $7 billion EV plant just outside of Montreal is legal or not. Now, the suit comes from an environmentalist group which claims building the plant will harm important wetlands. The suit argues that the town that will house the plant didn't have the authority to okay the deforestation of wetland trees, which they say will destroy biodiversity. Now, to zoom out... 
That's not the only problem facing the plant. The Mohawk Council of Kanawake, MCK, is also trying to block the plant on the grounds that the provincial government did not complete a proper consultation with indigenous groups. As well, an anarchist group claimed responsibility for trying to sabotage the equipment of the plant's builders by inserting nails and metal bars into the trees set to be logged. This all matters because these lawsuits, alongside other concerns associated with EV batteries, like damage from critical minerals, mining, and carbon emissions from plants, could trip up investments the government believes are vital for the green transition and economic growth. Now, here's the bottom line. Ontario plants are well underway, but Northvolt's factory is a key investment for Canada with its aims to produce batteries for 500,000 EVs annually and eventually double production, which would make it one of the few non-Asian plants with that capacity. And for our big picture, hockey players asked to surrender. Five members of Canada's 2018 World Junior Team have been called to surrender themselves to London, Ontario police to face sexual assault charges. The players were allegedly involved in a group assault of a woman in 2018. The case is at the center of the scandal that cost Hockey Canada funding and sponsors. Etsy wants to help you up your gift-giving game. The e-commerce platform launched Gift Mode, an AI-powered feature that generates custom gift guides to reduce shopping stress. The tool quizzes users on who they're shopping for, what their recipient's interests are, and what the occasion is. Finally, we'll know what to get for our dads at Father's Day. Yeah, we'll see about that. I'm not sure. How, it's yeah, still going to be soft. Yeah. <laughs> Firehouse Subs plans Canadian expansion. In a bid to grow its footprint, the sandwich chain owned by Tim Horton parent company, Restaurant Brands International, is offering $100,000 to veterans and first responders who open a franchise. Firehouse is tapping into its roots by targeting these groups as if founded by firefighters. Peak Pals, thanks for making us the most listened to business news podcast in Canada. If you got a second, why not follow this podcast on your app of choice and leave us a review. And if you want more Peak, make sure to subscribe to our daily newsletter at readthepeak.com. Have a great Thursday, Peak Pals.